Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Omar. Hope you're doing well. Would love to hear from you. Hey, you look like a fun girl. Tell me, what are your hobbies? These are just some of the sad, tragic, boring opening lines you guys are using online. Well, stop being a fucking bore fest and start being interesting. Want to learn how? Come to your local banter expert. That's kristencarney.com slash datinghelp. She'll help you go from mundane to fundane. Only with better lines than that one, I swear. And Ask Women listeners get a very special discount because we know you're going to be wasting your money on her on Valentine's Day. Why do it here? Save 15% off at kristencarney.com slash datinghelp, promo code VALENTINE. That's 15% off. You heard it right. A big one five. That's one five at checkout with promo code VALENTINE. This commercial was brought to you not by Dignity. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Woman podcast, we have a very special treat for you. We have a friend of mine who is a master in eliminating all of the negative beliefs that you have about yourself, about your interactions with women. And when he eliminates these things for you, suddenly you are going to be a master with women. Does it sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. And you are going to hear why it's not on this episode. So keep listening. Hey, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. It's your host, Kristen Carney, along with Marnie Kinris. And today we have a voice of man, which is a throwback term, but we have a voice of man and also guest, Mark Singh, who's a seduction coach. He's going to give it to us like a good man should. I don't know <laughs> if that makes sense. Who I don't, are that, you in 2019? <laughs> I don't know, on drugs? Apparently, what is happening to you? Christian is now I, positive. She's sexual. I don't even know where to go with this. I, I can't. I have to stop doing this show. I still have no vagina. However, that's true. I, I have a positive um, brain. Positive I attitude. I think yeah. that's worse. That is worse. Not <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yes, for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, Mark, thank you so much for being on this show. And you're going to talk to us about something special, you know, separate from seduction. You're going to be talking to us about NLP, which I don't think that we've talked about on this show. We've had hypnotists on the show. We've had other seduction coaches, but you're specifically going to speak about NLP. You're going to tell us what it is and how you use that through your seduction and attraction coaching. So the floor is yours. Tell us what it is. Thank you. Thank you, Marnie, so much for having me. And congratulations, Kristen, on your uh, 2019 change. That sounds awesome. (laughs) It won't last long. Very excited to hear about that. Congratulate me if I make it to December of next year acting like that's when you bring out the the party flyers or whatever. 
The balloons. The balloons. Yeah. Party flyers. What are those? I don't know. Party flyers? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of the confetti. That's what I was picturing. Oh, right, right, right. That's when you can spray flyers. the confetti. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, so NLP. All right. So let's get into it. So NLP uh, stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And the basic premise of it is by the time you were seven years old, your, your wiring took shape. And much like computers, we have wiring in our heads that kind of dictates how we react to things, how we interact with other people, our self-esteem, our belief systems, and everything. And all that's put in place by the time you're about seven years old. So it's, it's obvious that most of us are working with outdated and oftentimes ineffective wiring in our brains. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes to women, which is, what I, which is what I do is I help men attract women by kind of getting this wiring figured out and rewired in a way that's most effective. Well, women are designed to basically see right through you. As a man- I have a question before we go further. So are you rewiring your own brain or her brain? Like the person you're talking to or yourself? Yeah, that's what I can't figure out. Both. Great question. Great question. So what I do is I help men rewire their brains. Now, there are some techniques you can use to you know, um, hypnotize women, seduce women with NLP, but what's most effective is by rewiring the, men, the men's brains so they get better inner game, as you guys know it's called. They get more confidence, they get more self-esteem because as you know, women are designed to see right through men by their mannerisms, by their body language, the tone of their voice. They can tell immediately kind of what's going on inside there and their attraction is based on it. So what, what, what NLP does, it, it helps you uh, rewire it to be more effective and consequently to be more attractive to women. Interesting. Which sounds yeah. amazing. Okay, so how do we do this? <laughs> how do you rewire your brain? And what's the difference, just out of curiosity, between this and like cognitive behavioral therapy? Ooh, great question. Good question. I'm Kristen. amazing. 2019. I know. Who are you? <laughs> I'm on I'm on 40 milligrams of my Prozac, which before I was only on 10. So I think that's what happened. <laughs> I go on it. I have yeah, to go on this. But you're good. You're good. Yeah. Enough, and I swear. So, <laughs> so there's many similarities. And, and what we use is we use what are called processes. So what I do with my clients is you take them through these certain processes where you have them imagine certain things. You have them um, you know, go through a role-playing bit where they're basically going back into their subconscious mind. And that's where, that's where the programs are written is in the subconscious. So there are effective ways to become more confident by just telling yourself over and over again, I am confident, I am confident, I am confident. But we've all had remedial success with that kind of technique. Right. What NLP does is it goes down to the base, base layer, layers that you don't even know exist and issues that you might not even know you have to rewire that. And we do that through those processes. And in so doing, when you get those things solved, and again, much of the time, this, is, this happens when you're a child. I mean, oftentimes when you're an infant or a toddler, there's something instilled in you that isn't conducive to attracting women. So oftentimes guys will be like, I just don't get it. My friend over here gets all these girls and I get nothing. And we look the same. We have the same personality. Why is it that he's so ridiculously attractive to women and I'm basically a loser? Well, oftentimes it's not your fault. And oftentimes you don't know why that is because you have, you have a, a certain thinking pattern that's in your brain 
that is represented in your body language, the way you talk, your mannerisms. And these things are so, so subtle. And women, you two over there are like, like these amazing computers that can just pick up on a guy's self-esteem, like, okay, I see this man's self-esteem and nope, I'm not attracted to him. Well, when you rewire those, you you get the, the correct mannerisms, body language, and tone of voice to attract women. And it really is, it really is effective with one session. Um, you can blow through a sticking point that you might not even know you have. So it's particularly effective with men who just keep getting the same results with women, negative results, and they're like, I just don't get why. I I understand all these techniques that Marnie has taught me. I, I get how to approach, I understand all the fundamentals, but there's still something missing. Yeah. Women are programmed to see right through you. And they, they're like little supercomputers. They can look at a guy before he even opens his mouth. And just by his body language, by the way he moves, by the way he has his presence, they can see what's going on inside them. Now, as you two ladies know, this is a anthropological phenomenon. And the reason women are programmed this way is because they're designed to see value. They're designed to see confidence, assertiveness, um, and how likely it is that this man is going to succeed in society. And the reason they're designed for that is, uh, the base reason for that is, how much chance does he have to take care of her and to take care of what literally is her baby? And that's why women are, are programmed to see that. So when, when you are kind of insecure, when you do have these low-value mannerisms, well, it immediately tells her, uh-uh-uh-uh, that's not the kind of guy that I should be pairing with. But when you have these, these high-value traits that are, again, quite literally reflected in simply things like your body language, the way your eyes move, the tone of voice, well, then she says, there's a winner right there and I'm attracted to him. And that's why oftentimes you will get these guys who, it doesn't seem like they have much game, yet girls kind of like fall into their laps. And you're like, he's not even that good looking. He's not even spitting that good a game, but yet he keeps getting girls. What? But he's got something. He's got something. It's like that it factor. Yeah. It's that it factor. And what NLP can do, and it's quite amazing. I'll give some examples of how effective it really is, is it can give you that it factor by, again, rewiring what's going on inside there to have these highly effective, highly attractive belief systems and mannerisms um, to attract women. Now, how do you actually rewire it? So what you use is, is, is like processes. And what the processes are is it's, it's a mild hypnotic state that I take my clients through where, for example, let's say you have a problem with shame and, and you don't even know you have a problem with shame, but through interviewing you and through- Have you listened to this podcast before? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm, uh, a couple That's episodes. A, a couple episodes. I have That's been. all Kristen has issues with is shame. Oh, really? Well, she has many other issues too. Oh, yes, wow. but Okay, maybe I- <laughs> You would be hypnotized for like the rest of your life to try and solve some of these issues. <laughs> maybe I uh, unconsciously tapped into that, but- um, Yeah, so there you go. So if you problems with shame, that likely stemmed from, again, really early in your childhood. And you might even think of something that happened to you in high school or college. And you're like, yeah, that's probably it. That's probably the traumatic event that gave me this feeling of shame. But oftentimes it happens way, way early. And through a process, I well, would- Well, let me, cut, let me cut in. I'm sorry to make it about me, but I, when I was three, <laughs> my eye was crossed and I had surgery to uncross it and I had to wear a patch over my eye. Mm-hmm. And my eye was still crossed without glasses. So and that was when I was three, and that's my first memory. And I think I've done everything in my life 
from that memory. Mm -hmm. Like that's dictated my entire life. So shame is an essential part of that. I was in, I was totally ashamed of what I looked like and who I was from three years old. Now, did you have a traumatic, uh, a specific traumatic event that happened surrounding that? Do you remember one specific event that just traumatized you? Like somebody making fun of you or you not being able to play with somebody else because... Yeah, well, I mean, the whole thing was traumatic, but, Mm. um, you know, my brother and his friends who had no harm toward me at all, but they called me Wolfman. So from, because my eyes were bloodshot bloodshot red from the surgery for several weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was Wolfman at age three. So things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, a three-year-old is so malleable, so impressionable and so sensitive. So that's an extremely traumatic event. And that will give you shame um, for the rest of your life, unless you were to go in and fix that. And what we do is I would probably use what's called the trauma process with you. And what I do is I take you back to that time. And basically through the process, I take you through it and then I'll take it through, through it backwards and backwards again and backwards again, faster and faster, several different times, and then replace it with something else less traumatic. So your brain can kind of latch onto something and other different processes involved in there. But essentially what, I'm, what I have you do is imagine, put yourself there again, because what's happening is you're going back into your subconscious mind and you're switching out that traumatic event for a far less traumatic event. And it literally works on the subconscious level and it sticks. It's amazing how it works. Um, for myself, I, my father died when I was 10. Oh, and immediately after that, I began insulting myself to try to get attention from my mom. And she brought me to the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist said, well, it could be a blood thing. So let's go ahead and take this kid's blood. Well, unbeknownst to my mom, and she's an amazing mom, you know, no fault of her own, but the lady who was taking my blood held me down. And I was trying to get out of there and trying to get away, but they literally, like, she held me there and took my blood. And this was an extremely traumatic event for a 10-year-old who just lost his father. So throughout the rest of my life, and literally up until just 10 years ago, I, I had massive, massive phobia of needles. I mean, massive. If I had to go to the doctor, I would do anything in the world to avoid it. And, and through NLP, literally one session, with my coach at the time, I was able to completely get over my fear of needles. And now I can go and give blood anytime I have to. And it's simply because a traumatic event is a unrealistic representation of the situation. And therefore, you, you can get over it much quicker than you think you can simply by these processes. That's crazy. All I'm thinking now is about how I'm torturing my children. I call Noah annoying every single day. Oh, he's yeah. probably like, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be <laughs> like, it's like in his gut. <gasps> Horrible. But okay. So I, I do have, I do have a question. I know Kristen has a question as well. This is fantastic. And I, I'm sorry to hear about your father oh, and thank the, you. the needles. And I love that you were able to reverse that or if anything, reprogram your thinking around that. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the most common things that you're hearing from the clients that you work with mm-hmm. that they've, they've, programmed themselves to believe that are in fact affecting how they're presented or presenting themselves with women? Uh, great question. Great question. Oftentimes, um, shame is, is one thing and that's why I brought it up. And approach anxiety is a giant issue that I work with almost with all my clients because most men have it. And 
what we do there with approach anxiety, and I'll just touch on it briefly here, is you want, there's two different parts of you that want the same thing. Now, there's a part of you that's afraid to approach the woman. But the reason it's afraid to approach the woman is because it wants, ultimately, when you get down to the base of what it wants, it wants security, peace, and fulfillment. And it fears if it approaches the woman and gets rejected, then it will lose that. Now, the other part that wants to approach the woman, what does it want? It wants fulfillment, peace, and excitement because meeting women and getting women is quite literally a biological need that we as men all have. And you as women as well. I mean, the need for a man, the need for a woman, that's ingrained into our DNA. So there's a big drive to go approach that woman. But here you have two conflicting thoughts of how to get to the means to the end, how to get to the peace, fulfillment, excitement, and happiness. And so what happens is there's this big grinding motion going on inside your brain like, yes, I want to do it, but I'm freaked out. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then she walks by and she walks out of your life forever. Well, through NLP, we're able to identify what both those processes want and basically merge them. And your subconscious mind will figure out a way to make both parts happy and both parts fulfilled by doing something that you haven't quite figured out yet. And ultimately, approaching women without anxiety is the answer to that. But your, your brain is an amazing, phenomenal machine. Oh, yeah. And when you give it the opportunity through these processes to figure out for itself how it can do it without anxiety, it will figure out how to do it. But you need to guide it through this process. And again, rewire that system. So why is it so fast with NLP? So for example, my Wolfman uh, alter Mm -hmm. ego, that is like Mm -hmm. trying to untangle fish wire or, you know, like it's just the biggest knot. And so how would one session all of a sudden just miraculously change with replacing? Like, do you replace it with an actual positive memory that was real? Or like, do you Mm -hmm. put in your brain like something else happened that was fake? And and how does someone stubborn like me go like, okay, I'll accept that. And I, and I think I'm no longer a wolfman. Yeah, that, that's a phenomenal question. And that's, that's why I have delved so wholeheartedly into this NLP thing, because what I've seen in my life and I've seen in the lives of my clients is, is absolutely miraculous. Like sometimes you get off the phone and you're like, I literally cannot feel the way I used to feel about that. And you're like, how in the heck does this work? Now, with something like that, it could take more than one session. Obviously, that would be something that would have to be discussed, um, you know, and it would need to be worked on. But the reason it can it can work so effectively is because unlike some other forms of cognitive behavioral therapy, I, I have a degree in psychology as well. And, you know, there's lots of different, there's lots of different methods. What it does is it goes into the subconscious mind and really rather than untangling it strand strand by strand, it basically just gets rid of it and replaces it. So you have a big a big thing of fishing wire that's all mixed up. Let's go ahead and push that off the table and just replace it with something. Now, do you replace it with a positive memory? No, because your mind would not believe that. You know, if you had the Wolfman complex and then I replace it with uh, an, an experience that the ice cream man gave you two gallons of free ice cream, it's just not going to be believable to your subconscious mind. So instead, it's called toe stubbing. What we do is we replace it with a dramatically less significant event, such as stubbing your toe or doing something along those lines, 
which your mind can believe. And then the the Wolfman thing won't wouldn't have the power over you that he used the to. The problem is I'm actually pretty hairy. So <laughs> unless I like <laughs> shave it all away and totally get rid of my eyes, I'm always gonna be a little bit Wolfman. But like when you say get rid of it and push like push that fishing wire totally aside, what are you actually doing in the process to do that? Just replacing it with a new with a new memory and that's it? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's yes. speaking to your subconscious. It's using different, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's using different language surrounding that incident that exactly. can, I don't really know th- that much about it, about NLP, but I know that there's anchor terms that you can use. Mm-hmm. Just really just like it, I even talk about it in my coaching a little bit. I touch on it a bit with reframing so that if you mm-hmm. start to, and this is not at all what Mark does, I'm sure, but like little ways that you can do this for yourself. And I've talked about this on the show before. So if I'm talking to a woman and I start to put myself down, once you're aware that there's a problem out there in the way that you're representing yourself, you can start to notice when you get into patterns. So if I negatively speak about myself, I can notice, pause, take a step back and reframe and then speak more positively about myself. And so when that happens, and this is like a much longer process than what Mark's talking about, but when I can start to do the positive statements about myself more automatically, that's how you can start to reprogram your brain to think more positively. Because if you're thinking negatively about yourself and you're speaking negatively about yourself and you're doing horrible PR for yourself, because that's the only thing that other people are going to take in about you, how you feel to them subconsciously based on what you feel about yourself and what they hear from your mouth about you. Anyway, I'm going into like long tangents, but 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 that's a portion of it about how you can actually reprogram your subconscious to to do things more positively. And Marnie, what you said there is huge. Um, there's a term that says awareness alone is curative. So oh, yeah. what you just said is you are aware that you're speaking to yourself negatively. And that alone is sometimes up to half the ballgame yeah. right there. Because when you put awareness on something, it will, it will start to dissolve. What we look at disappears and what we resist persists. So being able to see, oh, talking about myself negatively is not conducive to attracting women. And by the way, for those men who are listening, if you are speaking negatively about yourself to yourself, you want to try to stop that stuff immediately. Yeah. If you ladies like, we can go into some ways to do that through NLP. Yeah. But it is it is absolutely horrible for attracting women because again, if you're like, oh, I'm an idiot, and then cute little Jessica walks around the corner, well, you're you're having that feeling inside of you. And and literally, just just by the way you're holding yourself, she can see it and she's not gonna be attracted to you. But if you're like, yeah, I'm a champion, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a cool guy, I can offer a girl a lot. And then Jessica walks across the corner, you'll have a, a higher chance of attracting her just because of how you're feeling and thinking within your own body. Well, it's almost like uh, the secret or something, like what you put out into the universe mm-hmm. is what you get back. And so if you put out yeah, you know, p- positive energy or confident energy, you'll get that back. Whereas if, if you put out the other, you'll get the other. Yeah, you're going to get crap. So I want to take a quick break, but when we do come back, I would like to discuss a couple of the examples that you were just talking about, about how to reprogram that for yourself. So we'll be back with Mark to hear more about NLP and how it can impact and alter your interactions with women. We'll be back in a second. 
I think you guys would assume that Marnie is very good with money and I'm not. This has nothing to do with Marnie's religion or mine. It has to do with just the way we handle ourselves. And Marnie has her shit together and she has her money together. I don't have my shit together, nor do I have my money together. And I think we have the sponsor because the universe is trying to tell me to get it together. Lightstream is this awesome company that saves you money on all your credit card balances. It will consolidate them into one loan from 6.14% APR with auto pay. I need to go on Lightstream right now and do this. I need to get it together. I'm going to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen to get the discount. So if this has been on your to-do list, like it's been on mine, let's go do it. Let's cross the things off on our list together. So our listeners, you guys, that's right, that's you, save even more with an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen, that's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash askwomen. And just a quick little disclaimer from the sponsor, subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount, terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash askwomen for more information. All right, we are back. All right, so Mark, give us the goods. Give us a couple of tips on how we can actually change things, change the way we think about ourselves and how we represent ourselves. All right, so th- this is going to be a real real basic rundown of, of what you can do right now. Of course, the more in-depth processes would need to be done in person because it is a question and answer type sequence. Right. But here's some good tips for how to do it. So first of all, when you have a negative thought about yourself, I'm an idiot. What you can do, and this is quite silly, but it's also quite effective, is you can put it into a goofy voice and then say it to yourself again. So you're like, I'm an idiot. Okay, I'm going to say that to myself again. I'm an idiot. Or in in Goofy's voice or Mickey Mouse's voice, I'm not good at doing voices, nor will I try on a podcast. That was a good voice. That was a good voice. Oh, I appreciate that. So (laughs) what happens is, is that you're less likely to believe it when it comes from Daffy Duck, right? That's true. mm -hmm. So the next time you have any kind of negative thought like that, just say it again to yourself in a stupid voice. Laugh. Laughing at things is is very curative as well. And, And move on. Move on. So the next thing you can do is you can question it. And this is called meta modeling. So you say, I, I'm not good with women. Oh, I'm not good with women. You know, Jessica rejected me again. And you can question yourself, well, how do you know you're not good with women? And you'll say, well, because Jessica rejected me. How do you know Jessica truly rejected you? And you keep questioning yourself and put it up to the judge, put it up to the judge and jury. Don't just accept what you say to yourself as fact. You got to question it and make yourself doubt it. The second the seed of doubt is placed in your subconscious mind, right. it will go to work for you to create more positive thoughts, which we'll get to in a minute. Another thing you can do is put the internal dialogue into the past tense. So I'm an idiot. I was an idiot. And what that does is it gives room for change because you say, I was an idiot. Okay, I can accept that. But what am I now? And again, the subconscious mind will go in and say, well, Maybe I'm a champion, or maybe I'm a girl magnet, or maybe, you know, fill in the blank for the more positive affirmation that you want to put there. Another thing you can do is put it into the third person. I'm not good with women, as an example. You can change that to, he is not good with women. And what you're doing there is what's called putting yourself in a dissociative state. So as you're sitting now, 
listening to this podcast, or perhaps for you, Marnie and Kristen, you guys are on this podcast. You're in your body, you're looking through your eyes, and you're here right now. Well, being dissociated is, can you imagine floating outside your body and looking at yourself sitting there on this podcast, speaking on the microphone? When you do that, it removes yourself from the present situation, and what happens to you isn't so intense. And by the way, this is one good way, if you're ever in physical pain, dissociate. If you're ever at the dentist, if you're ever lifting weights and it really hurts, take yourself out of your body, float above and watch yourself. And what's interesting is you're going to feel significantly less pain because you're disassociated. Right. So, so that's like one really good way. She is hairy <laughs> and she is the wolf man. <laughs> See, it doesn't seem exactly. as bad look anymore. At it now and looking right? at a hairy woman right. is also not very pleasurable. As is being one. <laughs> right, but at the same time, if you were to rise above you, like if you were to see what I see on my screen right now, because I'm looking at Kristen and we were FaceTiming each other, you would be like, oh, oh no, yeah, you're pretty. Right. That's true. That's, that's the thing. Like, Yeah. You're pretty hairy. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> you're pretty hairy. Exactly. Listen, I am pretty hairy, but I know how to remove my hair. Laser, waxing. There's a whole bunch of solutions. That's not that big a deal. But I love all of the simple things that you said to do. Because it's funny. I've actually found myself practicing those things lately unconsciously um, Mm. because I've learned them over time to do, but they are now automated today. And like even when you're bringing them up, like, oh yeah, I just did that at the gym today. Or yes, I just did that yesterday when I was talking to X, Y, and Z. So these things sound like a lot of work up front to do, but it really is getting into a pattern, a pattern of doing these things to help something on the back end. And then it really does become automated. And that's your new automatic state is to lean towards the more positive or having this tool belt in your tool so that when you do get stuck or you are feeling negative, you can quickly use that tool to get back to a positive place. So these are, these are fantastic things. Absolutely. And I got a couple more for you. Oh my gosh. Yes, Um, of course. Thanks. You can use but after the sentence. So I am not good with women, but, and what happens when you say but is your mind is going to naturally try to fill in the blank. I read something online that said, if you say, (laughs) I did this, but the person will tend to forget the first half and remember the second half if you Mm -hmm. use the word and instead. That is NLP right there. Wait, what is it? Repeat that. Repeat that again. If you use yeah, and so if instead. I was saying a sentence like, "Oh, I'm so bad at podcasting, but I enjoy it." If I use the word "and" instead, I am so bad at podcasting and I enjoy it. Well, I guess that's not a good example because you want them to forget. I'm saying so basically, if you use the word <laughs> "but," the person is supposed to forget the first half of it and only remember this. Yes. Yeah, because it nullifies exactly. the first half of it. It's like, okay, whatever. This is right. happening, but this is the more yep. important part about me. Yeah, that's that's why when someone says, you know what, Marnie, you're a great person, but you kind of botched that podcast a little bit. Right. You don't even hear that you were a great person. You right. only hear that you botched the podcast. So that's absolutely right. When you put but, it nullifies what's in front of it. Um, and then it believes what's in the back of it. Exactly. That was it, my traumatic <laughs> moment right there, Mark. Is that something that you would use on a client, or is that something a client would use on a girl? Well, here's something a client can use on a girl. And while I do teach um, definitely some NLP tactics that can be used on women, what's way more powerful is to use it on yourself. Because again, I, I believe that 75% of attracting women is simply inner game yeah. and fixing the mechanism. But at the same time, I do teach tons of stuff, you know, techniques, tricks, and um, NLP tactics 
to, to get a women attracted to you. So one quick little thing is anytime you say, don't, don't do this. What the subconscious mind hears is do this. So you say to a girl, Hey, hey, don't fall in love with me now that they're not going to hear. Don't fall in love with me. They're going to hear fall in love with me now. And, and again, I, I don't love these tactics because they're a little slimy and manipulative. I much rather use NLP on the inner game stuff, right. but it does work. There's embedded commands. There's things like that. So, so oftentimes when I'm first speaking to a woman in a bar or whatever, I'll be like, you know, you're, 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 you're kind of catching some feelings there. Don't fall in love with me now. And, and immediately, you know, it, it makes her more attracted because it's an embedded command. So that's one way you can use it. And lastly, on this train of thought, I, I want to tell your audience to monitor your thoughts really closely because how you speak to yourself is one of the most important things when it comes to attracting women. And when a negative thought comes up, you can simply replace it with a positive thought. I am not good with women. I am good with women. Now, at first, it's going to feel like you're lying to yourself. As Marnie pointed out, it's going to feel like complete BS. And yes, it is a lot of work initially. But as Marnie also pointed out, once you start to get into that train of thought, once you get into that track, well, then it becomes natural and you just yeah. think this way. I mean, I know for myself, I almost never speak negatively to myself just because I've been so militant about training myself not to. So I'm always talking positively. Like, you're a champion. You got this. I am a girl magnet. I am great on podcasts. Whatever it takes to be great, tell yourself that and with the law of attraction as well as subconscious belief systems, you'll start to behave in that way. Absolutely. Well, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you become it. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. On my other podcast, uh, we talked about feeling like dread when you have to do something. And the person I had on, Katie Morton, she's a therapist. She said, instead of saying you have to do something, say you're going to do something or like replace yeah. the word have with something else because it'll just start becoming a negative association. So like when you think, I have to go talk to this girl, don't think I have to talk to this girl. Say, I want to talk to this girl, or I'm going to talk to this girl. Or I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to talk right. to this girl. Well, that's why we talk about language all the time, and the way that you communicate to other people is so important. I know that, you know, Mark, you said sometimes if you're doing it on women, it's a little bit it's a little bit slimy. That's if you have an intent to either objectify or mislead. Mm. or what, If you have negative intention, it's going to come across as slimy, and it will be negative with negative results. But in terms of communicating things to women, um, NLP and everything we're talking about on this episode can definitely be used. So I have this thing called the specificity matrix, which I came up with probably 10 years ago, but it's it's how specific you are and how confident you are. So I have clients who write into me all the time saying, I sent this text message to this girl and the text message will read something like, hey, um, great meeting you. Uh, I, you know, It would be great to hang out sometime Let's be in touch. When what they really wanted to say was, it was wonderful meeting you. I enjoyed having whatever conversation they had. I'd like to take you out for dinner. What are you doing next Saturday? So like even like the, what you were just saying before about how you talk about things that you're doing is really important. How, do you ex how you express your wants to others are equally as important. And the more specific and the more confident that you can be about them, the better results and the better uh, it, the information will be received from other people because not only do your words express what you want, 
and then they can respond to it. It also expresses a lot about who you are and how you live your life. Kind of what you were saying in the beginning where women are built to detect value. So if you can clearly ask for what you want in a confident manner, that that says something about who you are. You believe that you should get good things, which means you'll also be like that in other areas of your life, of your life which say value, success, and gets things. So everything we've been talking about on this show about how to express yourself is super important. And I, and, I, and even though you're using that with women and non-women, I don't think that that's a negative way that NLP can impact you. Mm, I like that perspective for sure. Yeah. So I have a couple of questions from our listeners. We have, um, our segment is called Overanalyze This. And I'd love for Mark, since you are a seduction coach, to take a crack at some of these questions from our listeners. Because I think we have, oh, wow, about 10 minutes left. So are you ready? I'm ready. Bring it on. Hey, Marnie and Kristen and guests, love the show. Hope you can provide some guidance on this question. Jumping in, I'm a 27-year-old male who hasn't been intimate with a woman in 10 years. So since he was 17. I don't really have any on-the-service confidence issues. I think I have a pretty handsome face and I also have a really upbeat, contagious personality, or so I've been told. At 5'5", I'm a pretty short guy, but to be honest, it hasn't really hindered me from attracting really attractive women, in my opinion, which is great. I don't have a problem getting women to like me. My problem is sealing the deal before they stop losing interest, which at times can only take a few hours. I'm writing to you right now in the early hours of the morning, wallowing because earlier today, it felt as if a woman whom I took to a concert was dropping hints that she may want to sleep together. She brought up the fact that she hasn't been laid in a while and openly talked about her breasts and sexual things like that. Awesome, right? It was also one of those rare occasions where I didn't have performance anxiety issues in the back of my mind and I felt connected and comfortable with her. I thought the stars were finally aligned. At the concert, we were touchy and flirty. She stuck her tongue out and licked it playfully. Wait, we've read read this this one before. I was going to say, how the hell does this happen? Like literally like two years ago. Like eight years ago. (laughs) Then how was it fresh in my, I swear to God, I'm reading it from my emails where it was unread. (laughs) I know this one because she stuck her tongue out in it. Well, anyway, people who are (laughs) listening now may not have listened to this one. So to be to continue on this, she's. I literally have to show you my emails. Like they are highlighted as new. I don't. Maybe know. he wrote a new okay. one and it just like came in the inbox. Oh, maybe he's like There's- he's like bitch. You haven't answered this in four months. I'm gonna <laughs> well, we send did it, it like again. Two years ago. <laughs> Okay, so she stuck her tongue out and licked it playfully. Well, I want to hear Mark's take on it. So, uh, which was totally out of my comfort zone, but seemingly well received. However, once the concert started, we started dancing, and I felt like she wanted to immediately start making out. I wanted to build up to the point as I thought jumping in to making out as soon as the lights turned out off, as turned off might be too rushed. Within minutes, she started being standoffish. We stopped dancing together and more started dancing side by side. I kept trying to win her back, but we didn't really dance for the rest of the night. And she ended up leaving the show before it was over. I felt feeling lonely, confused, and ashamed. Should I have jumped in and kissed her right away? Basically, like, what what's going on? This is from Jay. And Jay, I apologize if we are reading this again, but th- I, I think that this is a question that can be for forever, right? So this is a timeless yes, because question. because women are always so, sticking their tongues out into guys' mouths at concerts. Right, exactly. No, time. but women are always giving signals. And when men don't pick up on these signals, when women think they're throwing mm-hmm. themselves at a man and a man doesn't take in these signals, that triggers them and then they pull back. So yeah. I want to I hear from Mark what he thinks is going on and what he thinks Jay should have done in this situation. So what many men fail to realize is that women's attraction can flip on and off like a light switch. Short-lived. She can be into you one minute, 
not into you the next minute. And while it does build with time, you know, as you prove a track record of being attractive, she will get attracted to you more and more. What happens is sometimes they'll throw signals out. I mean, she's sticking her tongue out yeah, at like, you. Yeah, what else do you need? You should have probably yeah. kissed her. She was probably humiliated. Imagine just like your tongue wiggling out into the air and like nothing coming at it the way you had planned. That's humiliating. So she probably felt rejected, which is huge because women take, by the way, guys, you think you're afraid of rejection. Women are much more terrified of rejection than men are because women are very social creatures and femininity is very um, afraid of rejection and and so on and so forth. It's almost like if you get rejected as a girl, it's more intense because like dudes would get with anybody sometimes. That's how girls see it. So it's like, if this dude's rejecting me, that means like I am like really bad. Because usually they'll take anybody. Yeah, I am yeah. Wolfman. I can right. take anybody. <laughs> Wolfman style. So, so what I think happened is I think he had a miscalibration, which is fine. We all do it. And that takes experience and, and sometimes coaching. But what I also get the feeling from with him is that he's really outcome dependent, right? Yeah. He hasn't gotten laid in 10 years. And this guy really wants to get laid. So when you're outcome dependent, that is reflected in everything that you do. And women can sense it. And there's nothing less attractive than a needy man, a guy who's like waiting to have sex with this girl. I mean, that is the hugest turnoff because is a high value guy trying to have sex with a bunch of girls? No, he's getting sex anytime he wants it. So he's totally outcome, what I call outcome independent, doesn't care what happens. He's just there in the moment. And while this dude's good looking, he's charismatic, he's funny, He's given all this great value. That's awesome. But if you could just let go of the outcome and literally not care what happens, you're going to have much more success. So I think his his neediness, because he said once he got back on the dance floor, he was trying to get her back into him. A big mistake. And it seems like anytime you try with women, it just blows up in your face. Women are a lot like wind across your hand. If you just put your hand out and have your palm open, then you can feel the wind completely. But the second you try to grab it, it goes around your hand and eludes you completely. Mm-hmm. So I have a mm-hmm. feeling he's being outcome dependent. He's, he's pushing her away. And that's why he hasn't gotten the results that he wants to get. Now, obviously, there's other things that could be happening with him. He could be miscalibrated. He could be failing frame control tests. He could be failing her requests and, and hoop theory. I mean, there's a bunch of different things we need to delve into to figure out exactly what it is. What is hoop theory? Basically, if a girl asks you for a favor, hey, can you go get me a drink? Uh, you should have her do a little favor for you first before you do it. So uh, if a girl asks me at a bar, like, hey, hey, can you go get me a napkin? I'll be like, yeah, for sure. Ask me in an Australian accent. And she'll be like, what? And I'll be like, ask me in an Australian accent. And she'll be like, right, can you get me a, a, a napkin at the bar? And I'll be like, Fuck you, okay, okay, myself. No, but what, what's happening is is oftentimes women will ask little favors of you to test to test your frame. Are you gonna be her lap dog or are you gonna be a man and and make her do a little favor for you first, which is fun and flirty and cute, and then you go do the favor for her. So it's it's like a little test that women will throw at you. And we don't know what dude was doing wrong with these women, right. which is why he's not getting laid for 10 years, but Ultimately, I think it comes out down to outcome dependence. Well, I think it's pretty obvious he, what he's doing. He's getting every signal in the book. He's doing everything right on the front end. And then he's missing the boat. So what could he do? So like, okay, fine. He blew it. He screwed up. He totally got into his head. Whatever is going on with Jay, 
How can he reverse this? Or is there a way to reverse this? Yeah, moving forward, be less outcome dependent. You have to, you have to go into it. Uh, but as, no, no, no. Like, so, so let's say he is outcome dependent in that moment and he fucks up. How does he then bounce back? Like, what can he do so that she's not in that state anymore? He's not in that state anymore. Let's move past the point of like overall not being outcome dependent, but like, how does he turn to her and correct it? Give value. Well, again, you know, it's not, it's not what you want to hear, but you got to be outcome independent, not caring so much what happens. So he turns back to her. He says to himself, look, it's cool. I may have blown it. Honestly, eh, I'm not that, I don't care what happens anyway. Let's just have a great time. Then he goes back into his body. He feels good. He gives value because states are contagious, right? So what's happening is he's got a needy state like, have sex with me. But if he instead says, no, 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 I'm going to let that go. I'm going to feel good within myself. I'm just going to have fun at this this concert or whatever the heck they were. I'm going to give value and give good energy. And whatever happens, happens. Like I said, attraction with women is like a light switch. It could go away, but it could come back just as fast as it went away. And when he has that new dynamic to him, she might be like, ah, you know, I'm kind of into this guy. And then again, it would be nice if this dude could get calibrated and pick up on her signals of attraction so he can escalate in the proper way. And also at the same the time, just stick way. his tongue back out and be like, ah, my tongue's here now. Ah. <laughs> to be, I know. In yeah. her ear. He should just shove the tongue in the ear yeah, and, exactly. and, and hope for the best. Right, exactly. It's kind of just like two little kids, you know? One little kid goes up and tries to play and the other kid gets freaked out and, and covers themselves up or goes and runs to their mommy. And the, other, and the opposite kids get, get gets offended because they don't want to play. And then that kid goes up and pokes him like afterwards. It's just like you can, you can bounce back from things easily. You just get your, your head too wrapped up in it sometimes. Right. So I love, I love everything that you've shared with us on this podcast. Mark, you have been fantastic. And I definitely want people to go and work with you so they can wipe their slates clean and reprogram their subconscious so that they don't have silly little things from their past holding them back anymore. So I also want to do ayahuasca because isn't that supposed to wipe your slate clean? Me too. Should we do it we together? Could. We'll be vomit buddies because you're supposed to throw up. Although I did have on New Year's, I think that this was a sign. On New Year's, I threw up. I didn't. I did drink and I might have smoked pot. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely a sign to stop drinking. And, and I did pot. have, and I did, yeah, and I did have Chinese food. But like, <laughs> uh, but I I fell asleep on the couch at 10.30 and then <laughs> at 10.45, I woke up with a feeling of nausea and I literally think I was purging 2018. You probably were. And I mm. went and I, I, and I threw up. And like, honestly, it's been a rocking year so far. Like I've had a viral video. I've had amazing traffic to my web. Like I've had wonderful, wonderful things so far this year. So I literally think that I was throwing up. So I don't need the ayahuasca, <laughs> but I do, I kind of do want that experience. Anyway. But Mark, <laughs> tell people. Anyway, <laughs> I thought you were going to jump I, in there. Anyway. Anyway. Anywho. Mm, I'm a great girl. Um, see how I'm recalibrating mm-hmm. and I'm being outcome independent because I don't need you to speak on the show. <laughs> but Mark, tell people how they can work with you. And I know that you have something special to offer up to the people who are listening to this podcast. Um, but tell people how they can get in touch with you so that they can do all this Sure. So if, if you're having problems, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I just can't seem to, to, to get women attracted to me. It seems like I have this sticking point and I don't know what it is. I just keep getting the same darn results over and over again. 
it could definitely be um, you know, a meta program that I can help you with. And if you're interested in learning more about what I do, you can go to marksingcoaching.com. That's M-A-R-K-S-I-N-G coaching.com. And typically it's 150 per session, but Marnie twisted my arm and said, man, you better give my people a discount. So I was like, all right, let's go ahead and kick it down to 95 per session. And again, with one session, you can get phenomenal results. Um, I've had guys get absolutely phenomenal results. Um, I actually just had a virgin client get laid just a couple of days <gasps> ago for the first time. And I was proud of the little guy. I mean, he's, he's quite young, but he's like, look, I need to get this settled. And there were some oh, issues God. in his past and um, I helped him guide him through it. So yeah, if you think you have that kind of sticking point, we can blow through it in one session. And I'd love to hear from you. Um, it's all there on the website. Again, marksingcoaching.com. And for Marnie's listeners, you can get in for 95 per hour. Absolutely amazing. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. I definitely want to have you back on talking about other things besides NLP. I want to hear your opinions on flirting and attraction and approaching. So we're definitely going to have you back on our show. So Mark, thank you again for coming on to the show. Kristen, thank you for being so positive. Even though it's freaking me out, I actually am enjoying it. And I do hope that it continues, Wolfman. Uh, I'm, see, I'm trying to like Wolf get you down. Woman. I'm trying to dig I'm, you I'm in. I'm taking... Wolfwoman, yeah. sorry. That's my Sorry. first step. Yeah, out you're of taking it. that's a baby yeah. step. Gotcha. Wolf woman. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you are wonderful as always. And so is everybody that listens to our show. New episodes of the Ask Woman podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, I'm not going to say idiot because mm-hmm. of our last episode from last week, but it would just be silly if you went and downloaded every individual episode, please go and subscribe to our show so that you just get it automatically and then you can listen idiot. to it as soon as it gets released. <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> now, as now soon as it gets idiots, released. And if you want to... fucking idiots. Like, now we're right, exactly. further. <laughs> and if you want to write in questions that get answered over and over and over <laughs> again on this show... <laughs> And get overanalyzed. Obviously, see, this is the thing. This is true overanalyzation because we bring the, sh- the questions back and have multiple people overanalyze your questions. Anyway, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. You guys are awesome. We will see you next week.